This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm on. Are you on? I'm on. Um, welcome everyone to this week's episode of our weekly podcast, Flats and Shanks. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom. All right, Tom. Tom the Shanklins. Yeah, I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Um, just finished a cheese and ham toasty. He wanted to record whilst eating his toasty, and I thought that that's the worst thing ever. I've got a phobia about people eating, eating noisily. It's what's it called? I looked it up because my mate uh, Mark Lilly from Bath used to play at Bath. He's a coach there now. We both had it. I'll look it up in a minute when you're chatting. Um, Munchenhausen syndrome? No. Um, I learned that new one recently. What's that? What is it? It's, it's Munchen, Munchen. Yeah, Munchenhausen syndrome. Yeah, yeah, but you know what it is? Yeah. What? Is, isn't it when parents purposely poison their children to make them ill so they can look after them? Isn't that Munchenhausen by proxy? Can you let us know, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> I, think I've just, I think I've just let you know. Uh, we've got a special guest today, and it's interesting because um, I'm reading a book at the moment because uh, someone called, uh, by a famous guy and a loved, great writer called Harry Leslie Smith, who... Um, recently died and I realised that I'd heard about him and hadn't actually read his book so I'm reading his book Harry's Last Stand which is really interesting and he's just talking about his father who worked in the mines in Barnsley when he was younger in the coal mines and thought he was immune to fatigue and injury and all that sort of stuff and there was of course there was no welfare state there and it was real poverty and his dad one day got careless with a big boulder underground moved it and ended up um, rupturing his stomach lining whatever having a hernia that caused him to have to retire and obviously and obviously plunge them into poverty so it's an awful story but yeah. it links quite nicely because mm-hmm. the man who's here now Pete Leckie otherwise known as Tom's mate Bubs 
who's in it with us now because Shanks and Bubs are on the way to a meeting, has got um, one of the most ugly hernias I've ever seen. <laughs> and Shanks has showed me loads of pictures of it. So Bubs, welcome. And how's your hernia? How's your nudger? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, my nudger's good. Nudger's gone. Wait, what? Go. Where'd it go? Hold on. You, you said send, you send hello to everyone first. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. You like Clive Woodward? <laughs> Firstly, good afternoon, everyone. Hope, I didn't know hope what you all your listeners do. are well out there. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Oh, he listens, Good he morning. He's a big, he's a big pod listener. Seven Bridge, huge. Yeah, I love it. But how was your hernia? It's gone. I had it done two weeks ago today. What do they do to it? What do they do to the nudger? Push him back in. Do they? And then sew yeah. it up. Yeah, basically. And we've been brutal. Like we've been sending like smash of, of you know the scene from Alien when the alien comes up the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have hammered me. To be fair. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I saw it, and it's like you're wearing. Mm-hmm. You're wearing like a white polo shirt on a golf trip or something, and it's just a tight shirt, <laughs> and you just got a proper nudger sticking out in the middle of your stomach. It is com- it's, it's a friend bizarre. that comes out over the weekend. It is bizarre. More and, more. and it's only when he gets bloated. It's only when he drinks a lot of <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. So every day. <laughs> woof. <laughs> a lot yeah. of cider, because he can't drink lager anymore. Cause but it's, it's good. Intolerant. It's fine. I feel really good now. Back. Yeah. Wheat intolerant? Yes. Are you? Yeah. And now he can... No, no offence, Bubs. You look like you might be intolerant to a few more things. Yeah, I am. I'm about nine. <laughs> like there me. Is. No, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. How'd you find this out? Um, I got tested. Am I allowed to say their name? Yeah. Yeah, do you want? York Laboratories. Okay. Get a deal, um, did you? <laughs> some free stuff now. No, yeah. free munching houses Sent a little blood test off and uh, they come back and said, yeah, everything you enjoy, you can't be getting involved with anymore. Mm. I was about that. But... He's can looking we, better. He's lost a bit of timber. Yeah. You look good, actually. Can we get your daughter tested, Bubs, for um, Stockholm Syndrome? We're talking about syndromes. Because hmm. she has to, you just told me she won't drive anywhere until she's in the car with the door locked. <laughs> Do you keep her a prisoner at home? Is that how she feels? Does she only feel comfortable when she's held captive? Oh, no. She just won't let me start the car. That's the only thing. Other than that, she's cool. But I suppose on the plus side now, belly button fluff. Back. Again. You we can get, get it. it again. You can get yeah. it again now. It's called it lint, again. isn't it? Is it called lint? It's chocolate. I, either way, it's a treat. Can I just say, we're talking about books, I've just bought another book. Here we go. Third one ever. Yeah. That's not. Um, Tom Marcus, Capture or Kill. Now, he was the author that wrote Soldier Spy. Yep. Which Read was it. phenomenal. I just, it was so good. I hope they make a film out of it. Not to be mistaken with Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Mm. But it's really good. I've just bought it. Can't wait to start it. Yeah. Got some good reviews. I just want to know what he looks like because he's a former MI5 agent. Do you know what they look like, mate? Everyone else. I just finished last night. It was called Little Drummer Girl on BBC. Haven't finished it yet. Two and a half in. You enjoying it? Yeah. Brilliant. I'm saving it though. Bubs is a big... uh, What do you you watch? Your... I'm I'm a a celebrity. Get me out of here! Do you? Yeah. Apparently Harry Redknapp's cleaning up. He's class. He was always going to there, wasn't he? Yeah. I watch it with my lad. How's Shanks' best mate doing? Nick Knowles from DIY SOS. <laughs> Shank, Shanks went to DIY SOS as a big celebrity guest and Nick wasn't even there, neither were the cameras. The only, the only picture he got, the only picture the he got was day, his mate. Yeah. He asked to take one for him. Carried 19,000 They actually got him in because they heard he was quite strong. I did four hours of manual labour carrying decking. And no one knew. the front to the back. No, no, no one knew. Have you seen his um, like exercise routine yet? What? Oh, yeah. What, on the telly? In the they put it on Twitter, yeah. No? Oh, it's good. His press-ups are another level of... Are they good press-ups? They, yeah. would, they would be... You know when you do a chin? 
and you do you can swing your legs and you can do kipping chins. A lot of you CrossFitters who I hate CrossFit kipping right, chins. So this yeah. is like this would be like a I can do them. a kipping press up. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's oh, like no. the worm. It's like he's breakdancing. Yeah. It's a move. His back is oh, coming no. in and out. It's good. He starts off well. But yeah. Thing is, he, like, loves, he loves rugby though, doesn't he? We loved him last year. But the thing is, you are better off doing five really good push-ups than you are doing twenty pretend ones where you're flicking your body around. Yeah, he's the last. He's better off. Yeah, I told the last. I told Bubs that when we did dips. Try set. Get your chest. I told him we did dips before. <laughs> You're gonna break your wrist like that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then pop went oh, the nudger. Oh, kill me! <laughs> yeah. What do you do, Bubs? Okay, I am in the events industry mainly. Um, anything oh, yeah. from turn your phone off. Hospitality to exhibition, award ceremonies, conferences, communication events, audiovisual hire, uh, media creation, production. The lot. The lot. If you okay. want to, if you want to know a little bit more, go on www.genero, G-E-N-E-R-O, hyphen productions.co.uk. And we're off to see, mate of mine today, John O'Pritchard. John O'Pritch? Yeah, John O'Pritch. Who's he worked with? Who's he worked for, Bubs? Uasa. Would you call me? Uasa. Uasa. Make batteries. Bat- yeah, biggest battery manufacturer, I in believe, Swindon. in the world. In yes. the world? Yeah, but they're based in Swindon. That's they're one of those. That's one of those businesses you've never heard of, no. but I bet they are massive. They're yeah. huge. Formula One, to name but one. A lot of motorbikes. Apparently, he was saying that a lot, a lot of motorbikes. Oh, don't, don't, oh. You start them off. What now. you say? Motorbikes. Oh God, it's got a Tiger Eight under it at the moment. I'll probably swap it for a twelve when the weather uh, picks up a bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if we speak to John O'Pritch, his name's Jonathan Pritchard. And you tweet about it, we get you a couple of free batteries, mate. Oh, cheers. You can do something with them. Can I have one for my um, bike nose hair trimmer that I keep in my glove box? <laughs> yeah. it's amazing, it just chews through batteries, that thing. You wouldn't think it would, but it does. Well, you're the type of bloke that has a shave in the morning and then needs one in the afternoon. I know. You know, you're hairy. You'll notice, you'll notice Tom, that I shaved my head yesterday, so it's fresh, but I haven't shaved my beard. You might think, Flats thinks that looks good. Purely, I'm, I start doing my hair and I'm just like, I'm so bored. I'm just going to stop. Well, how long does it take to do your hair? It takes about three minutes to do my hair. But yeah, then I'm late. Three I'm late. I had to get both kids to Wales to meet you. Yeah. They're both mucking about and not brushing their teeth. So oh, I have to you know, I have to tie them to the wall. It's not my fault you're lazy. I've got, a, I've got, a st- I've got an upright uh, Velcro-backed sleeping bag that I put them in and secure them to the wall and brush their teeth. Again, it's not my fault. Your kids rule a roost in your house. No. You know, just because you couldn't be bothered to discipline them early on. Oh, we had a good kids. time, though. We had a good time, though. Kids don't need boundaries, and everyone knows that. Um, yeah, I looked after your kids yesterday. Thank you. Yeah, You're thanks, Tommy, welcome. for looking after my kids yesterday. I was at the Bath game, Bath Sale game, and instead of taking my kids in the rain to the wreck all day and traipsing around after me in the mud, um, Tommy offered to take them somewhere for a bit of fun. So, so it took them up the Celtic Manor, loads of stuff going on there. They at the moment they've got lunch or afternoon tea with Willy Wonka, which is What'd you call me? Brilliant. Is that I don't think he works for the Celtic. I think he is actually an actor, but he doesn't break character. Oh really? He's, he's one like of those. Me. He's, he's like, like Daniel me. He's like Daniel Day Lewis yeah. and you. Method acts. But it's brilliant. So that's on there at the moment. But we did some low rope walking because the girls aren't quite tall enough for the high ropes. Archery. My little one's a midget, isn't she? Archery, yeah. yeah. She's rubbish at archery as well. I saw the video you sent me. And I, got, I said, how'd it go? And she's like, 
really good, but I lost at the archery, archery. Out of all five of us, I was the worst by miles. And I was like, yeah. I, I like the way video. I like the way Rubbish, your, your youngest sort of tried to do a deep squat while she was pulling back the bow. <laughs> yeah. Do you teach no. her that? Yeah, we do. We do Olympic weightlifting in the back in the back garden. So yes, I did teach her that. But you're oldest. I mean, I don't want to divulge your name, but um, as, as they were getting their harnesses on for the the rope walking, she said to the guy, um, "I really like your accent." And he went, "Oh, thank you." She said, "Where are you from?" Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks every accent is Scottish. Basically, he went, "No, love Wales." Um. They absolutely loved it. Yeah, and of course they did. And I took him to the cinema then very just to top of it off. Um, and then I said to him, look, your dad's coming to pick you up now. Should we all go for a Nando's? But you wouldn't allow them. They said, yeah. So, and I said, no. I said, sorry, girls, the fun police won't let you. Do you know what, though? They had, I was on my own over the weekend with them and they had both had a friend over Friday night. So a double sleepover with me. Then I was coaching at Wales Rugby Club on Saturday morning, a charity thing. And then I was back to a school Christmas fair and then you know they were absolutely exhausted and it's one of those things they still didn't get to bed till nine o'clock when normally it's an hour earlier last night and they got to go to school and this morning, I was just wondering what they'd be like this morning. Younger one, fine. Older one, I mean, it's the worst. It's the biggest meltdown I've seen her have in a morning ever. It was yeah. hilarious. It was actually really fun to watch. Well, it's more, but, I enjoy it if it's not your child that has a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that this morning. I feel I felt, a bit sorry for him, but obviously, yeah. you know, you don't have a heart, so that's fine. No, but I had an out, I had an okay. out, I had an out of body morning, and um, she it was actually quite funny in the end because she was just when she was supposed to be when school was starting, the school bell was going. She was standing crying by the uh, kitchen table with her pajamas still on, hair not done, and she's got an afro, as you know, hair not done, and screaming, "You don't care about me because you won't let me use your safari for my homework." She was started her homework about 20 past eight when everyone was supposed to be dressed and out. <laughs> Babs, how was your weekend? Yeah. Up to much? Nothing. Excellent. Not another thing. I can't even make anything up. You know, you know, what, pod, you know what podcasts football. are about, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I um, had a, a relaxing weekend. Nothing. Still just getting over the operation. Yeah. You liked it, though, didn't you? You liked being anesthetized. I did. Yeah, euthanized. Oh, is that right? Euth- yeah. Euthanized is put down dead. like you're dead. And anesthetized. 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 I've got false teeth in. <laughs> he liked both anyway. I did. I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did enjoy. Who'd miss him? Enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy coming round and being in a room and loads of other blokes coming round at the same time. Everyone being all disorientated and like being out. back at private school. <laughs> <laughs> it was odd. It was a bit odd. Then they put me in a little room to get over it for the afternoon. So yeah, I enjoyed. And He's looking through off. the menu now of what other operations <laughs> Ooh, he can have. I can go back. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant the food menu. You know, there's a rest. There's a a uh, hospital in Bath called the Circle. It's like a private thing, and they've got a couple around the country. I think you go in there, and it is nicer than ninety percent of the hotels you ever stayed in. They get you a coffee, and it's like bean to cup. Cortados, it's amazing. And, oh, nice. and dinner, it's like, what do you want for dinner? We've got lamb if you want it. Some lamb. How do you like it? Medium rare, please. They come in like slices of lamb. Oh. Like medium oh, rare nice. with parsnip puree. Like, oh my God. I don't have anything as nice as that. No, would you have a sandwich? Uh, tuna jacket spud. Yeah. That was it. How long did it take you to come around? Um, oddly, <laughs> yeah, uh, about an hour. I yeah. reckon to get back. Probably not. To go pick him up then. Picked yeah. him up. Oh, you did? 
picked him up yeah. in his royal blue Adidas tracksuit, <laughs> top to toe, with a gilet on. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Mill, so, Millwall away, is it? <laughs> straight <laughs> off the lorry in Calais. Soul crew, old firm, is it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well. But you're all right now, though. When yeah, you, good. When yeah. can we play golf? That's a big one. New year, mate. New year. New okay. year. As soon as the weather breaks, yeah. we're in. But I'm good now, yeah. I'm all good. I'm happy. I'm glad you had a relaxing weekend, Bubs. That's nice. It was really relaxing. And our listeners will be happy to hear that as well, because they yeah. want Operation Watching Nudger. Watching all the rugby and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, have you had a busy time, Tommy? This week? No, not too bad, to be honest. Mm. Been quite quiet. Yeah. It's Christmas time, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of relaxing a little bit. Yeah. Doing the babysitting so the wife can go out and... Oh, I'm married. Sorry. Go out shopping. Get the, get the decks up. Went to Ospreys on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Osprey's Zebra. It was classic. Was and it? And then um, didn't go to bed till half six in the morning the following night because of the new baby. Oh, my gosh. Just wouldn't settle. Wouldn't settle. Oh, God. Um, How long did you sleep for when you went to I bed? I think I've lost six? my touch. They used to call me the baby whisperer, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. Was that what they called? Wow. Let me say they. Hi. <laughs> but, yeah, so a bit of a... Bit of a nightmare Friday, but uh, not up to much this week, mate. What have you been up to? Not a lot. All right. Have you had a quiet one as well? Yeah, a week off, pretty much, yeah. Okay. A couple of things to write and whatever, but yeah, pretty much relaxed. Um, went to the gym every day. Knew it. Didn't do a lot, but I went. Um, Let me guess. No cardio, just weights. Too right. I don't do yeah. any cardio, just do weights. Who does cardio in the gym? I saw Neil Hatley in the gym. and um, Okay. Obviously... England scrum coach, yeah. and, um, very uh, good bloke actually, and he's he's in the gym, and we're both in the weights area, and he is dripping with sweat, and I'm I can sweat as you know, I can sweat sitting still. Oh, with the best of them, and I'm not really sweating. He's dripping, and I said, "Why are you so sweaty?" He goes, "I just I always do forty minutes on the bike before I start." I was like, "Yeah, me too." Fat burner, <laughs> me too, bro. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I just think if I do more reps of weights, it's like a fat burner. That's why I've not done much this week because I've been a little bit unwell. I had a cold. Did you? Yeah. Which, luckily, I didn't pass on to you. Yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm surprised I didn't with the size of those nostrils. I, I um, They're huge. What really what really uh, was the best part of my week was going to the worst rugby game of the weekend at any elite ground on earth. Don't spoil it. We'll okay. talk about that in a bit, all right? All right, fine. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I didn't think he'd leave. I didn't think he'd leave. He really wanted to be on the pod as well. Did he? Yeah. I think it. That's Bub's gone. He's out. Was he, think, he was really, he was sadly keen for it and then we asked him a question. I think he got a bit nervous, a bit stage fright. Didn't want it, did he? Nah. I could just hear him necking his coffee in the back because he had nothing to say. Yeah. What did you do at the weekend? Oh, just, oh. you know. We were talking about our weekends and he's thinking, please don't ask me. Please don't <laughs> ask me. They've asked me. Oh, no. Nudger. That nudger. You might want to post a picture of that for our listeners. Cause no, was... I will not do that. That's just, in... well, I might do. Well, it's gone now. It was horrible, wasn't it? It's like a, it was like a golf ball in his polo shirt. <laughs> Um, how was your how was your uh, trip to Ospreys? Okay, okay. Uh, I covered it with Sean Holly, uh, Ross Harris. Yeah, he likes to be called Harris, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, take that, the E out. Take the E out then. That's what I say. That's what I, I've, I've always said it. And Edward Butler. Oh yeah. So Eddie was in comms. Myself and Sean, we did pre and post match. Yep. But it was okay. It was fifteen nil half time. Ospreys had loads of opportunities, but just. Little basics, letting them down, creating mm-hmm. opportunities, but some poor passing, losing the ball in contact, um, losing the ball in line-out drives, didn't really get the momentum. But Zebra, to be fair, are pretty good. They're physical. They're good on the breakdown. Um, they've got like Johan Meyer, who's really good at six. And they've, they've got some decent players. They just stop you from playing, basically. But the Ospreys come second half, really good. Mm. Come out on top. Um, Luke Morgan scored three tries. I thought Scott Baldwin was really good at hooker. It's always good when you've got, I always think, a player in the front row that is really comfortable with the ball, like, like Mac over in a polar. So yeah. a nine can hit that player and then you can play off him. So yeah. he can either have a tip on or he puts it behind to the 10. But what they're really good at, what he's really good at doing is engaging defenders as well. So it's not just a quick hands, you know, they move forward, stop yeah. people from drifting. Little things like that, which is really good. Um, so that was good. Scott Williams made his debut after turning a hamstring off the bone and he looked pretty decent as well. Threw a lovely pass over the top for one of Luke Morgan's tries. But, you know, it's his first game back for a while. So he's obviously going to be a little bit rusty. It didn't show too much, but it's just good that he got through the game. Um, Justin Tipperick was really good. Adam Wynne-Jones played the whole game off the, of back, off the back of Autumn Internationals. But he's he just did. a machine. But they were under a lot of pressure, the Ospreys, because... They'd had 50-odd points put on them last week against Leinster, yeah. which is effectively a Leinster A team as well. Yeah. So all the big stars came back. George North was back playing. So in the end, I, well, it was 40-odd points. Um, they didn't allow Zebra to score any points, which was really good. So defensively, 
that's a big tick in the box for Brad Davis. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it in the end. You know, when you commentate on a game, you always want to see something. You you want to see tries, don't you? Because well, I do. Because people get excited about tries. Absolutely. Um, so that was Friday night. Right, the game of the weekend for me, mate, has to be Exeter. Exeter, Quinns, oh. or should I say Quinns, Exeter? Yes, you should, actually. You should. I never knew that until I was about 25, that the team you say first is the home team. No way. I was a blimmin' player. I was a flipping elite player, Tom, before I knew that. But 28, 26. Mega. Quinns have beaten Exeter's unbeaten run. First They've taken t- it. They've first taken time it. ever in the history of sport, of rugby. Really? Well, it's not, not, not at all. But no, I mean, Exeter started really strong, didn't they? Lovely driving line out. Do what they do best. Lovely yeah, Cressy gets over, and you think, oh, here we go. You think, here we go. And there was loads of chat before the game, wasn't there? Because Exeter basically let all their internationals have a rest, and I like that, and I still like it. And you can say, well, they lost; it didn't work. But do you know what? They got some big European games coming up. Well, huge. They still got two points away from home. They're the best Quins have played in a year, but. I honestly thought Quinns looked like they were offended by that selection policy because it said, well, actually, we can go up there and win without our top players. And they played like they were offended, you know, so it was great to watch. But it's just off the back of the autumn campaign. I mean, it shows you where the side are because, like, the Ospreys had all their big guns playing, but they had to because of, obviously, last week and where they are in the league. So yeah. this win against Zebra was vital for them. But you know what it's like after an autumn campaign. You do, you've played internationally you want a little bit of a rest it was a perfect opportunity really for Rob Baxter to rest his men to be fair um, because Europe is your shop window isn't it yep you know everyone uh, follows yeah. European rugby yeah and do you know what it what I'm, I expect I tell you what I, I expect they ex- Exeter expected to win that game but it's just never the end of the world when they don't no and I quite like that it's everyone's like ah that didn't work and he's like well that's all right we've got two points thought they played great really well actually you know I, kind of, I love his the way he handles stuff. Really calm. It's just, look, you know, we learn a lot from that and we learn more from that than possibly winning. So, not too bothered. And you know for a fact that they're going to come out next week and, you know, it's not going to be an issue for them all all year, is it? You know, form. Yeah, that, that's they're the two questions, aren't they? Are we worried that Exeter has suddenly hit the rocks because they lost at Quinns? Are we worried they won't come back to the boil? Absolutely not. Are we worried that Quinns... Uh, you know, are we rather are we confident that Quinns are going to perform like they did on Friday night next weekend? No, we're not. That's the difference between the two clubs at the moment. Quinns have got big games in them, but they don't consistently put it together. And there are lots of teams in that boat. So you can't be confident that Bath will deliver, that Newcastle no. will deliver, that Saints will deliver, that Sale will deliver. You can't be confident Tigers will deliver. You just cannot. So it makes it actually a really interesting league. They've got big games in them, that's for sure. But you're right, though, in terms of consistently performing at that, 90 to 100 percent level you've got saracens you've got exeter gloucester aren't far off at the moment i think gloucester uh, yeah but then they lost at home to quinn's and then yeah. they yeah and then they you know they got bashed by saris and you think well gloucester look like they're getting there but they are definitely number three of those three of course but they still play some lovely stuff but it was you know there's a good comeback after the first try by quinn's and chisholm I mean, you always say a front peel doesn't work. You've always said that. Tommy, it doesn't work until it works. Until, it wasn't and really a fair, front peel. It was, more of a, it was more of a little sneaky run down the blind side, wasn't it? But, you know they call it orange or lemon, don't you? 
You know, that's, that's what they call it because yeah, it peels. I know. And they might call it, I might call it like a Ford orange. So drive peel, something like that. That's what they'll call it. Nothing yeah. changes. Or the Ian peel. That's the thing with Chisholm, isn't it? He's so hard to shake off. <laughs> He's everywhere. He was everywhere during that game. But yeah, yeah. Showed, he showed unbelievable power because he, you know, he burst through Nick White's tackle. Mate, he's a strong and when, boy. When, and when Chisholm bursts out of a tackle, it's you know it's on, isn't it? Mate. That's, that's when you know it's getting serious. <laughs> Let's move on. But what I really did like, there's a centre-field scrum, okay, to Quinns in the first half. And it's little things that create tries. And Danny Kerr, dummies to go right. Last minute, pass it back left. But what he's done is he's sold a dummy to Nick White, who's gone all the way yeah. around to his left. Now... The ball's gone to the Quinn's left. There's no inside defender there. You know, Nick White is that cover across. There's no inside defender. um, Sayali just checks Simmons, just a little outside break, does enough to tie in Witten, and Witten is just fully committed. You know, like when a player's trying to drift and he's he's trying to backpedal a little bit. Witten is just stuck in the sand. He's facing in. Brown hits a lovely angle. and Unless he can reverse as fast as he goes forward, he's knackered there, isn't he, Witten? Completely. He's just sold yeah. himself. But Brown, lovely little pass to Earl. Try. Simple. But the work was done with the Danny Care dummy. Just sold Nick White. And that means players can't drift. It's one-on-one. Exactly what you want. There's no cover defence. Uh, well worked try. Mike Brown had a really good game, I thought. What about And what about Don Brandt in the back row? Yowzers. Cardiff met uni. Cardiff met uni. I mean, is there... Is Mike Brown's form come... At the same time, that his hair is growing a little bit back. I know. I mean, I know. All of a sudden, now he's got short back and sides. I think it suits him. Hmm. I think I mean, it looks like a hurrah Marine Corps. I mean, we're used to seeing it? him. We're used to seeing, seeing him with a skin, aren't we? So it's, I suppose, if you can grow it, why not? Yeah, well, I might grow mine. Actually. But it was a class. Yeah. It was a class grubber from him as well because really nice touch at that, that stage in the game. Exeter dominating the collisions, dominating defence. Quinns are going nowhere whatsoever. But it's the communication between Brown and Kerr which which creates that try because you might see an instance like that two or three times in the game, but the communication won't be there. There'll be a wrong call. Scrum half might not hear you. You might not shout loud enough, but this is absolutely perfect. You can see Brown scanning up a bit like Stuart Hogg did a couple of weeks ago for Scotland. Yeah, you know, He's just scanning, has the overriding call, Danny Kerr, pass it back left. Perfect grubber through, and again, Earl on the back of it. What a signing Earl's being for Quinns. Yeah, he's been really good. Really, really good. good. There's, a, there's a difference between being a big old athlete and actually being good, <laughs> and he's both. Yeah. He's doing really nicely. Same as Thock and a singer, really. Very sort of similar beasts, aren't they? I mean, next had a little bit of luck with a Devoto try. You know, it was a real powerful yeah. run. Something yeah. you don't necessarily associate with Devoto, that power, but it's in there. Certainly is. Yeah, he is, he is a powerful guy. He's aggressive as well. He's got a bit of edge, Devoto. I yeah, quite like that. massively. But you couldn't really see a grounding, but the referee's call to their TMO was, is there any reason why? I cannot. And couldn't find a reason, so try. But again, another little grubber through by Danny Kerr. Brilliant finish by Marchant. I mean, Danny Kerr is so good at spotting holes behind defenders and defences. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of times you've seen him put little grubbers through, little chips through for his wingers, for his centers to score. His vision is incredible. Yeah, it's class. And his execution's good as well. His skill level is so high. Massively. And, you know, really Quinn, game. Quinns would have, well, Quinns should have won that by nine points, I think. It was only hmm. Marcus Smith that comes on and throws a pretty clear buffet pass. And, you know, you can't be throwing passes like that when you're 
nine points up. You know, that's when he no. throws out games. But that's anyway. seriously loose, isn't it? Actually, coming off the bench and doing that is—I know he's young, but I think all the top fly halves. But you look at someone like Bigger; he ain't doing that. There's no, no. way he's doing that. Um, Farrell's not doing that. But it's—I think at least he's chucking these passes when he's young. They happen to everyone, but that was loose. You know, yeah. it very nearly cost them, didn't it? But Bristol Leicester was also a brilliant game. Leicester going through a massive trauma period at the moment, that's for sure. Mm. Nothing's going. Yeah, they really away. are, and they had a good team out as well. You know, you can't say that they struggled for for quality players when you look at who was playing. Mm. We have this we have this thing on the Channel Five show, this try of the month thing, and you get sent links. I get emailed a few links, and it's like, can you pick? Can you guys pick your try of the month? And this month they were every link was against Leicester. You know, and it's like that sounds ridiculous, but it's actually people are scoring great looking tries against Leicester too easily. And the thing is, what, what didn't help Leicester was that Kyle got sent off and he's Kyle Eastman and he's such an important player for them in attack and in defence. I've got a bit of a theory about Kyle that he actually gets, because he doesn't just get called small. He is very small. He's he's a big unit, big little unit, but he's little. He's packed with muscle, but he's small and short. So he actually hits really hard. He's mega tough. He's a really good defender. But I think he often overcompensates. It's a bit rugby league, swinging in the arm in, but he's been in union for as long as he was in league now, maybe even longer, I'm not sure, but six, seven years he's been in it now. So I think he just goes so hard trying to develop, trying to propel himself and develop some power into that hit that he quite often gets done with swinging arms and he gets away with a lot of them them as well. But I wonder if it is actually his size forcing him to basically try a bit too hard to collide. He got away with one about five minutes earlier. It was a swinging arm. Oh, did he? he? But... I mean, where did he learn to tackle? He learned to tackle rugby league, and that Sam is it. that is. I mean, you do. There are side tackles in rugby league, but predominantly a lot of it is head-on tackles, and mm. most most of them go high to tie up the ball, stop players offloading because that kills you in rugby league. But he does go high with the new rulings now. That had to be a red card, and obviously that just killed Leicester. But you know, Harry Thacker. He had a great game. game. It's like having a fourth back row on the field. And he's a player that suits the way Bristol play because Bristol do want to throw the ball around. They want to run the ball from their own 22. They want to run it from anywhere, really. They they play positive rugby and you can't deny that. Yes, they leak a lot of tries, but that's the style of play. You know, they get isolated a lot of times because they're throwing the ball wide. But his his line and his support line after layover break on the inside was was pure class. You know, yeah, and he's rapid, isn't he? As well, Lay was just looking for for space. He's running left, he's running right, but, that, but that's just tying out, tying in defenders. And Thacker just chooses a lovely line on the inside, goes under the post. I know Leicester have got Tom Youngs, who's he is actually. I, I genuinely think he's a boss player. I'm still really surprised at how little rugby Harry Thacker got at Leicester, and I do, I did at the time, and I, I still think it was an error to let him go. Um because I think he's an excellent player. And I, I think it's it's actually says a lot about Bristol's recruitment because he's a sort of player that they've, they're actually, they are, they're genuinely signing players that suit the style of rugby they want to play. And that sounds obvious, but there are loads of premiership clubs that don't do that, that sign contrasting players versus the way they want to play, you know, and yeah. who's about, he's the best of what's about, get him. That happens all the time at elite level, all the time. And Thacker really suits them. Just the front row alone, Thacker really suits them. Our foe really suits them. I mean, he could suit any style of rugby because he's a worldie. But then you look at Ian Madigan. I mean, he really, really suits their style of play. And you wonder, I wondered if he's, if he's, a, is he the right guy? He's absolutely the right guy. And then you look at 
Jan Thomas. This is a decent Premiership level prop. Does he suit the way they play? When he when they signed him, I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't know how they were going to play. But then you see how they're playing, and you're like, well, why did they sign Jan? No offense to Jan, but he's a big unit. He's decent scrummager, good player. But actually, since he got there, he has got better and better and better and better. His set piece is better. Be- yeah. His defense is better. His ball carrying is exponentially improved. And this means that for me, that players are arriving at Bristol and are improving. And I honestly think there aren't that many clubs that can say they are consistently improving players. Everyone's getting a little bit better all the time. But in terms of getting above anyone else, you've got to accelerate that improvement. Sarries do it. Chiefs do it. I mean, you can pick most of the other clubs and say, look at the last five players they've signed two years ago. How many of those five, if they weren't kids when they arrived, are significantly better than when they joined? And it's fewer than you think. Could you class Luke Morhan in that bracket as well? Well, maybe he's not improved. He maybe he's brilliant before because he was brilliant in round one, wasn't he? But it's like we didn't—I didn't know him. But uh, to be honest with you, no, nor did um, I. But you know, he's with Bristol last year. Um, but he's he's found his team really, and he's been—he was phenomenal. I thought at the weekend, and there was a—you're right. He is improving. You are right. There was a box kick. Um, Bristol turn it over, but it's two passes, right? One is from Thacker to Madigan, which is just a 20-metre right out in front of him. Doesn't check Madigan whatsoever. And then Madigan squares his hips up, so he's running straight. He straightens the defender, but that pass is very difficult to give. Those passes are easier when you're you're slightly crabbing across field, you're using your momentum. You know, he's going at full pelt, doesn't move his hips, keeps him square, which means it ties in the defender, and that ball is on a plate. For Morahan, and he just he uses great footwork to get round Johnny May, and that happens a lot with wingers, okay? Because you're disjointed from the line because you're covering kicks. So when the ball is moved wide, right, you've got to run into position as fast as possible. And if you're a little bit out and your time is a little bit out, that is the situation you get, and it's a very difficult tackle to make because you're moving forward. It's difficult to get yourself in a position where you're essentially shepherding the attacker to the outside. Then you're using the tr- the, the sideliners as an extra defender and you sort of you take the player on an angle then but because he's a little bit out of position he comes up it's a lovely step by Mor- uh, Morahan and he just flat foot um, Johnny May That's Johnny it. May loses all the momentum and Morahan takes a lovely sweeping angle around the outside and has got the pace to finish not many go round Johnny May he wasn't done for pace he was done on footwork and that just slows him down enough for Morahan to get on the outside and that happens so many times to wingers and that's why you know, positionally, it's so important to wing his. Would Kyle Eastman having been sent off have affected their spacing and made it more difficult for Johnny May to be in the right position? Maybe it's a difficult question to answer. Certainly, if there was a fifteen coming across, that might have made Johnny May's positional why uh, position a little bit easier. But you're down a player, you're down a back. Certainly, that's going to have an impact on your positional play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, fair gotcha. play to Bristol. That was a great win for him. We've. We've not seen the best of Bristol yet and you hope this win will sort of spur him on a little bit because it has been a little bit slow start for him. You know, it's it's never nice, is it, when you see a team come up, they've worked so hard to come up just to go straight back down. So. Just get battered, but I'm so glad they're playing well. And they played well the last couple of weeks but didn't manage to win. This was exceptional. And we don't know if they would have won without Kyle being sent off or not, but the way they were playing, I felt it feels like they would have done just so confident. Yeah, you know, that had to be... A red card and there's similarly there's a red card in a Glasgow game as well and it's Alex Allen he gets dismissed for a high hit on Jake Ball mm. and it is high it's very high it doesn't sink the hips he's he makes clear contact with his shoulder 
on Jake Ball, on the head area, the chin area. This day and age, like, the way the game's ref now, yeah, it has to be a red card. But similarly, there's one that happens later on in the game with quite near the end. And that's with a Scarlet's player. It's Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips hits Swinson and he sort of finishes off the tackle. Swinson's getting, he's getting half tackled already. And Phillips comes on. I'd say his bicep, between his bicep and his shoulder, yeah. hits Swinson, crack on the nose. It's contact with the face. Red card. He's moving forward. It's, it's, it's not aggressively moving forward, but certainly momentum is moving him forward. Unlike, say, the Danny Cipriani case, where he's yeah. essentially moving back. This, yeah. You know, Tom Phillips is going forward to make a tackle. Momentum. He hits Swinson, and you know, in terms of consistency, and that's all we want, isn't it, in referee decisions? Then you know, there's less complaints. But obviously, everything's subjective. It's uh, it's a yellow card, but for me, it's a red. Yeah, I've seen it. I agree with you, Tomas. Yeah. Tomas, I agree with you, our kid. But um, Northampton, Newcastle. Now, Northampton lose right at the end, and Painful. I don't care who you are. It's it's not nice when you see a team win all the way through a game, winning all the way through the game, and they lose right then. You've got to feel sorry for them a little bit. But Newcastle. You know, they they just found a way to win. I mean, it wasn't... Also, Northampton also found a way to lose it. I mean, they had that game sewn up and then it's a poor kick, it's poor skill. And then they basically commit rugby suicide, throw it away and give get, let Newcastle back into it. And in the 300th minute, who else goes over and puts it at the base of the post but Mark Wilson, England's man of the series. No week off for him. Unbelievable work ethic and workload. He was magnificent. And Newcastle found a way to win. And that is a horrible loss for Northampton. But it is symptomatic of a club that doesn't seem to quite know a team that doesn't seem to quite know who or what it is yet. So they're fab one week and pretty poor the next. And Newcastle are now starting to cook a little bit. They're not necessarily playing brilliantly, but that's not the point. And that's not how they got into the top four. They got into the top four by winning loads. And that is very different from playing brilliantly sometimes. And they beat overcame Bath last week in the second worst game in history. The worst being this weekend's Bath game, which we'll talk about in a minute. And they managed to overcome Northampton in the last second in injury time this week. So magnificent effort from those guys. And they started off so well, didn't they? I mean, you always analyse teams, and I mean, Reinhardt's first try was clearly out of the playbook. You know, yeah. I've always yeah. said this. You know, when you flash black blind off a set piece, it, it never works. Never works till it works. Till, it's like the front peel, mate. But it does. Just like the front peel. I hit up at the middle. Reinhardt hits a pod. Pod return the ball to him and the space just opens up. You know, it's poor defending, poor decision making, which is exactly what you want and exactly what the attackers want. And Reinach has pace, mate. Do you know, there, there, is there pace, are sometimes so. loads of pace. And yes, the defender, you know, your defence defense isn't quite in the right position, but there are times when you actually can't defend pace like that. I mean, you were probably all right. But there are times you just can't do anything about it and that pace for that outside break was just wonderful and then Tim Arna Harrison's carry before he puts Reinach in for his second try was great great carry and you know Tim Arna Harrison made 33 tackles at the weekend that is the most wow um, the, sec- the second most ever since we began record- recording tackle counts Opta started recording them and Jacques Berger um, made 34 and I think Tom Dunn made 32 at one point last season but Tim Arna Harrison made 33 tackles 
Wow. That is nuts. That's a lot, isn't it? But it was Laws. It was Courtney Laws' tip on, wasn't it? And when you see Courtney Laws running at you, right, you see a guy. He's he's a, an attacker in front of you. It's Courtney Laws. You think, right, this guy is going to hit hard. I'm going to have to tackle hard. And you sort of zone out and you forget about anything. And people around you are looking at Courtney Laws, and you know what it's like. You get a big carrier. Everyone starts pointing him, saying, "I've got him. I've got him." Everyone's homed in. But as soon as that player tips the ball on. You know, everyone gets out of position, and that's exactly what he did with Tamana Harrison, wasn't it? You know, he's about to carry. Um, great decision by him. Just a little slight hand to Harrison, who just glides through the gap. Yeah. But that's what you get when, when you've got a reputation for being a big carrier. If you start adding big those... Man, big, carrying, big carriers tipping on, it's so dangerous, isn't it's it? Unbelievably dangerous. I love the Gonover run. Just creates something out of absolutely And what a tackle zero. from Marcy Tawala. Mate... Mate, that was a, a proper especially, tackle, especially when you're tackling a cow running downhill. Yeah, does see Donovan's so well. arse and legs when he stands up. He is a unit. Man. Like, how do you start? Like, a couple of tree trunks steaming at you. Great tackle. That, how does he find jeans? I know. I mean, I struggle. What does he do? So he mean, goes to spoke chinos, mate. That's what he does. Of course, he does. Yeah, he does as well. Apparently, yeah. he does. I mean, he actually literally does. So. But Dan Bigger gets yellow carded right at the end. I don't know whether that would have affected the game because. Can't help, can it? Well, it can't help, but it was pick and goes all the way. And as we said, Wilson scores. But it's his reaction that I didn't like. Bigger's. Yeah, he's lying on the yeah. ball or he's, he's not released. It's one or the other. And he just. It's like a five year old that you've told. You're not playing anymore. Yeah, or you've you've got to go to bed. He just stands there, throws his arms in the air, and it's not like it's for a good three or four seconds. Mm. You know, it's it's quite petulant, and you know you're not going to change the referee's mind, are you? No matter what you say no, or how much not. you shout. But but bigger does that, doesn't he? He's unarguably a wonderful player on his day, unarguably a top of the range, fierce competitor, but unarguably incredibly petulant a lot of the time, and but he want, that's he, just he, how he operates. He wants to win, doesn't he? Yeah, problem. but you know, I think I think you can only excuse that mm. to a certain level, you know, because kids copy it and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's just not great to look at, is it? Mate, Let's I, be honest. I can't wait for this now. Please tell me about the Bath game. Super Should excited. Super excited. Buzzing. Nil nil at half time. Um, <laughs> interviewed interviewed um, Francois Lowe and Fafta Clerk at the end and said, lads, were you as bored as we were? And Francois was like, yes. <laughs> It was terrible, mate. So just say it was, you said you interviewed Arnie. Yes. Okay. That's how. Uh, and Francois Lowe's got black hair and a ginger moustache, and he calls it. He said it's not ginger; it's desert, desert shade. Um, and Fafter Clerk really is tiny, but he was the best player by fifty million miles on that pitch. But it was right at the right at the end of the first half. Solomona went sort of outgassed. Thocken a singer on a little grubber. Thocken a singer did enough to tackle Solomona and make Solomona drop it over the line. So that was TMO'd and then it went in at nil-nil. But Sale were, their defence was absolutely outstanding, like magnificent until, until um, Cooper Vuna got the ball on the left wing, stood up Solomona, stood up Sam James, beautiful little kick through yeah. for Thocken a singer to score. But it was a moment of magic from Cooper Vuna and that's what he does. I mean, over the course of a season, he doesn't play every game. He's not the most consistent player, but he has. I remember when Bath signed him, Tom Biggs, who was at Worcester and was at Bath and is a uh, friend of mine, he actually sent me a text and said, you wait, 
there is magic in him. There's magic plays in him. He's got genius that no one else has got. Yeah. And he produced something from nothing because looking at that game, it deserved to be nil-nil at halftime because it was awful. And then the weather was awful. The quality was awful. The defence was good from Sale. But really, if you're talking about deserving to win, Sale deserved to win that 7-0. Um, but they didn't. So that's that, isn't it? But it was, you know what? It was good to get home after that. I bet it was. Um, I did enjoy, it was a close game, Ulster-Cardiff Blues, 16-12 to Ulster. And look, you know, the Blues outscored them, two tries to one, and it's never nice when you've outscored a team in tries and you lose. But it's, at the moment, right, I, I think the Blues are playing good rugby. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's just the top two inches, you know, that, that final 15, 10% where you have the confidence that you know you're going to win games. And at the moment, yeah. they're in games all the way through. But you just I just had a feeling towards the end that they're going to lose. Glasgow, it's like Munster. You know, you know Leinster. They're in games towards the end. You just know mm. they're going to find a way and whatever it takes to win. And at the moment, yeah. the Blues aren't quite... I just feel that they're probably 5-10% away from being a quality team. Do you remember when a sports scientist came into Sarries and we were there? Yeah, we and... talked about this. Have we done it? Yeah, he said I was never going to make it. No, 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 different one. All right. Um, that was the Marines that said that anyway. And <laughs> he came in and he was like, because we'd lost five on the bounce. And he was like, what's wrong? And everyone was like, he goes, why are you losing? And the whole room was quiet. And Chris Chesney was like, well, we've lost our confidence, haven't we? We've lost our confidence. He's like, you've lost your confidence. What's your name? He's like, Christian. <laughs> you lost your confidence, Christian. Well, yeah, I have. Have you? Are you sure? He's like, yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> Are you, have you definitely lost your confidence? Because that's fine. We can work on that. Yeah, I've lo- you've got to be honest. Yeah, I've lost my confidence. Yeah, I've lost my confidence. He's like, are you sure you've lost your confidence? Yeah, are you certain you've lost your confidence? And he was like, yeah, I'm certain. I'm certain. I'm certain. He goes, so you're telling me, Christian, that you're confident you've lost your confidence. So there you go. You've got confidence because you're confident you've lost your confidence. You're confident you've lost your confidence. We were like, Chairs was like, what? Don't get it. <laughs> this guy was serious. You can't have lost it. If you're confident you've lost it, you've still got it. Like, oh my God, mate. Here's your fee. See you later. You can't treble stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Quitsy's no erases, Christian. Just quickly on um, on Glasgow, right? There's a player that I want to mention because I've watched him play. I remember seeing him a lot last year, but I've really played more close attention this year. He's Grig at 13, right? He's a Kiwi. Yeah. But he's yeah. Scottish qualified. He's been capped by Scotland. Um, unfortunately, though, there's there's quite a few players in front of him in terms of centres. Well, Hugh Jones, mostly at 13. But Class. Great, mate, he, this Greg is a quality player, right? He's probably 5'11", 5'10". About your height. About your height. About your height. But his footwork, short than me. His footwork is phenomenal. His pace, his power, um, such a dangerous strike runner. You know, more of a strike runner than I'd say, you know, like a ball player. So, you know, you look at... Henry Slade and he's silky skills, isn't he? You know, he's he mm. creates space for others. If you can get a guy to create Grig a little bit of space or a, a separation between two fenders, mate, he's devastating. And he's mm. brilliant. He's brilliant for Glasgow Warriors. And he scored a try again at the weekend, but he's been phenomenal, as has Matawalu. And I think Yeah, class player. I think Rory Jackson has found a lot of form as well and he's had a torrid time with injury. Yeah. He's been at Wasps and he's he didn't play many games there. He grows a lovely moustache, but he seems to be mm. back to his best. And, you know, Glasgow are, are up there with um, one of the toughest teams in the Pro 14. That's for sure. 
I think they're great to watch. They're great to watch. Oh, and they always, they as, as Wenger the they, they still look a really well-coached team, I think. Who are you commentating on this weekend? Oh, well, it's European Cup, isn't it? It so is. So it all gets a bit exotic. It's really nice. So I'm going crazy and going to Exeter against Gloucester. So not very exotic at all. Could be another Prem weekend. That's why they've got you there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Well, close by on and they saved money on diesel, didn't they? Looking forward to Scarlet's Ulster. Be a good one. Oh, yeah, that will be good. That really will be good. Parker Scarlett. But Bath have got to play... Um, Leinster. Chris Chesney himself, by the way, texted me earlier and, can you get me two tickets for the game at the weekend? I was like, yeah, great. It's Leinster. It's a sellout. And I don't know anyone at the club anymore. So it's like, well, I don't know, Ring Stuart Barnes or something. Leinster, right, have played their, effectively their A team the last two games and yeah. put 50 the on kids, the Blues. The kids, they call them the press. Yeah. 50 on the Blues, 50 on the Dragons. Jeepers. Good luck. Yeah, but Bath are banging form at the moment. Just, to, just being, I'm just being sarky. Um, I'm actually working the Saracens Cardiff Blues. Are you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, re- I really want to say it's going to be a great game, but I think it might not be because I think Saracens might win that quite comfortably. When I say working, I mean I'm going on the supporters bus down to Alliance Park. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hang on. I'll probably do a have, sing- you, have you buying your own tickets these days? No, I'll probably do a sing-song with them all on the way back. Of course you will. Why was he born so? <laughs> Why was he born at all? He's no bloody use to it. <laughs> I know a bear called Yogi Bear. Yogi. <laughs> I know a bear called Camon Bear. Come on, come on. Cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. <laughs> oh, I used to work in Chicago, an old department store. This is a good one now. This is a good one. If you, want to get, if you want to get someone to, to neck a pipe, you know, you need a bit of group participation. But say you're on a bus, right? And say you've been a little bit annoying because you won't shut up. I might just start a chant off. I have never seen Flatman down a pint. I have <laughs> never seen Flatman down a pint. I have never seen Flatman. Come on, everyone. Never seen Flatman. <laughs> never seen Flatman down a pint. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I have never <laughs> seen got- Flatman down a pint. All right, and everyone and joins going, in. I've got to do it. Everyone yeah. joins in. You can't do anything. Everyone starts looking round. Here he is. Here, look, he's yeah. here. Um, he's a piss head through and through. <laughs> so I'm going down. He's I'm going down to Saracens with Cardiff Blues and DS Smith. So you know DS Smith. Rubbish. There. Matt Prosser, Tim Price, Shane Botcher. We're all going down there. We're going to meet up with Adrian Marsh. Lads, lads, we're going to have some lovely <sighs> pints of prosecco. Quinoa. A parliament, a parliament of blimming lads. Cool, that'll be amazing. You choose your weapons, gents. And we're going to play I cool. Spy at halftime. That will be, a, there'll be a ton of testosterone on that bus, won't there? Oh, there will be, especially on the way home. Stink like a count, Cub Scout, count, oh, I can't even say it. See you later, yeah? Yeah. It'll stink like a scout's campsite. That's what I was going to say. I don't know what that would smell like, actually. I'm not sure that that phrase has ever been used before. I think it's good. I think it works. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. I enjoy boy. that. I said I won't see you before the weekend, Tommy. So good luck to you and thank you for your continued support. And let's get a sound man, shall we? Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get a studio. Let's get Facebook live. Let's record the pod. Mate. That's what Mate. I say. The, the only issue is I'd quite like the studio to be less than three minutes from my house. Is that all right with you? I'm happy for a studio in bar. Imagine all the branding. We're going to bring back 
Eclipse, oh. Dready. Stussy. Yeah. Blue Bolt Jeans. Oh. Blue Bolt, Eclipse. Oh, LA Gear, LA Gear Pump Trainers. Oh, it's going to be nuts. I'm going to have Red Bull tattooed on my head. Why not? What, you don't think I will? High-tech silver shadows. That's what I'm going to wear. Oh, and I'm going to put yeah. them on a the table. I like a high-tech squash is what I used to like. Yeah. yeah. You I played a lot of squash as a kid. A lot. Yep. Yeah, th- Not true. Yeah. Not true. I didn't think it was, mate. No. But you drunk a lot. Not. Anyway. That's true. Hey, good luck to you, yeah? That's why you lost all your teeth. Right. <laughs> See you later, lad. Bye, boy. 